welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 132. Today our guest is Ed Morris from Ron Rubin Winery, and he's the winemaker and a cooper, which is quite cool. Super Welcome, excited. Welcome, Ed. Thank you. I know we have lots of winemakers on, but we never have a cooper. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I want to hear about that. Yeah, this is going to be cool. But before we hear about that, we're going to, you know, start with some wine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm super excited. We have the Russian River Valley Pinot Noir. It's the 2018 from Ron Rubin Winery. So, Ed, I'm going to pour a little for all of us. And then what do you want to tell us about this wine? Well, this is our one of our uh, flagship wines. It's Russian River Valley Pinot. And, you know, the Russian River Valley is such a special place to, to live and, and grow grapes and make wine. And, and we really try to reflect that in this wine, just a diversity of fruit, diversity of spice, and, and just really well-balanced. Yeah, I love that spice on this. This is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to start the day. Yeah. <laughs> Great way to start the day. Yeah, it also has kind of a, a, a little bit of that cherry and licorice. Yeah. A little brambly. I, yeah. I really, this is very, very Russian River. Yeah, and, and that's what our goal is with this program is to really make a, a classic Russian River Pinot Noir. Um, and it's such a great area that it makes it easy for us to do that. So tell us a little bit about Ron Rubin Winery. I, I cracked up uh, when I first went out there to meet up with Ron because there is no sign there. And so um, I'm like, well, this is, a, it's a covert They're meeting. on the down low. <laughs> on the down low. Yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful property out near uh, Iron Horse Vineyards for people who've been in this area before. But um, you really just sell, uh, you're distributed pretty widely. But sure. But you don't do tasting at the property. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. We're, we're open by appointment only. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really our, our office. You know, that's where we work is our production team. And um, it's a great setting to do that, let me tell you. But the, the winery was um, there prior. Ron purchased the winery uh, back in 2011. Ron actually had a 40-year dream. Uh, it started <laughs> back in 1971. Wow. And he went out to UC Davis as a, as a young man and, and got roped back into the family business back in uh, St. Louis. And he picked that dream up back in 2011 uh, when he when he bought the winery. So there's hope so there's for me hope yet. for all of us. <laughs> yes. We there is hope. You your dream back up. I like That's this. Right. This is great. Never give up We're your dream. We're all those late bloomers. No, no, no. Oh, good. Even if it takes 40 yeah. years. Yeah. All right. So, so that, uh, that career as a motorcycle racer might come true. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he, so he bought the property. Yeah. He bought the property, gave it a little facelift. and I'll and say. We've been <laughs> yeah, it's we've been rock and rolling ever since. Um, yeah, it's really beautifully designed. It's funny because when I went there to meet with Ron, I got there and and as soon as I stepped out of the car, I thought, oh my gosh, this entrance is so just so welcoming. And I started to walk up to the door, and I backed up and got my phone and took some photographs because I thought I just feel you just feel good getting there. And then when you go inside, I'm I'm waiting. And then I find myself kind of touching the the reclaimed wood walls. <laughs> right. Everything about it is just beautifully designed, but not pretentious. Really, just 
welcoming and I guess, a lot of harmony in that design. Yes. Yeah, and it was it was very intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were fortunate enough to work with a, a feng shui architect uh, by the name of Barbara Lyon Stewart. Uh, she worked with the Rubin family on on some of their uh, offices for the Republic of Tea, mm-hmm. and we we're very fortunate to have her. Uh, design the winery uh, with the feng shui principles in and mind. That, and that's exactly what I said to my husband. We were driving down Ross Road. I said, this is like the epitome of feng shui. It ha- <laughs> it's so in harmony with nature. It follows the curves of the landscape. It's it's kind of incredible. It really is. Yeah. I I feel incredibly blessed to, to go there and, and work there every day. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been the winemaker there? So I've been there uh, when Ron purchased the winery. Okay. I was there. Okay. And... Um, I was working in the cellar, and I, I got promoted to assistant winemaker, then associate winemaker. And I was officially promoted to the winemaker uh, last year. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So about a year, a little and, over a year. And so where does the being a Cooper fall into that uh, timeline or that circle? <laughs> well, that's that's what got me started in the wine industry. Mm-hmm. I was um, I grew up here in Sonoma County, uh-huh. and... Um, Went to high school in Forestville at Elmina High School, and I was planning on going to the junior college, and I needed a summer job, and I got a, a job at a small local custom cooperage shop uh-huh. and just never looked back. I, I'm i actually a fourth-generation craftsman. Wow. Um, my great-grandfather was a violin maker. Oh. My, wow. my grandfather was a clock maker. Then my father was a, a woodworker as well, and... So it's in your DNA. It's in my DNA. That's fascinating, though. Wow. And, and I really didn't catch on to that until I was fortunate enough to get that job at the Cooperage. Mm-hmm. And just within a few weeks, you know, for the first time in my life, I was just completely infatuated with something. Mm-hmm. And and within a few years, I was uh, building barrels in my garage, selling them to home winemakers here in the county. I had wow. flyers up at Andy's Produce, yeah. all, all these little local yeah. s- stores. And, and I actually... Um, Went on to be a cooper for about a decade, for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. And it was during that time that I really got the winemaking bug, mm-hmm. right? I mean, my our customers were were uh, winemakers. And if you want to speak to a winemaker, you kind of... You kind of have to learn their language, mm-hmm. the language of winemaking, and so and and cooperage, the art of cooperage. That's so it's it's really the foundation of a wine, mm-hmm. because yeah. the barrels you use, that's the profile. I can imagine speaking. The winemakers are saying, "Well, I want you know, medium this or the the wood you choose, the toast level." There's so much that goes into that. It's not just I'm making a barrel. That's it's a, correct. It's a true, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and how it works in harmony with the wine. Yeah, for sure, and and it really set me up to to dive into winemaking headfirst because I think just being a, a craftsperson in general, um, you know the fa- the the fundamentals are are really similar. You're you're working with raw material. You you're using different processes to refine it, and as long as you're you're working with quality material and your processing is is of quality as well, mm-hmm. you know your finished product's going to be good. It's going to come out with that high quality. Is anything changed in Cooperage? It's such an ancient art, but are there trends? Are there new materials? What's new in Cooperage? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, things have changed. Things have really accelerated over the past couple of decades in terms of uh, the machinery being used to build barrels. Things are, are much more efficient. Um, Cooperages are, are, are finding uh, ways to, to be more sustainable. They're finding ways to make the, the material go longer. Uh, which is very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the trees used for barrel making are are pretty special. 
Um, and then the technology in terms of analyzing the wood and, and understanding what we're actually doing is, is, is amazing right now. Um, we can analyze a piece of wood and know exactly what compounds are going to come out oh, of it. Yeah. Wow. And that's huge. That is huge. So you're looking for also a particular grain pattern in the wood for cooperage. And yeah. I would expect when you get the wood, is it already in staves or do you do you actually cut and shape your own staves? I mean, sure. We would we would get the wood, yeah. Um there's no there's no trees um suitable for, for barrels in this area. Uh most of the wood in the United States would come from back east. Uh, Missouri and Kentucky mm -hmm. are, are two big states, and then French oak as well, uh, oak coming from France. So, Do you use any acacia? I have not, but yeah, acacia is used for barrel making. Yeah, yeah. I ran into that a lot um, in Europe, or especially in Croatia, a lot of yeah. acacia in Croatia. Yeah, I never heard <laughs> of that at all. It's like yeah. a rhyme. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah and that's a, it's a great wood for a white wine. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no tannins. There's no oak tannins in acacia. It's a different tree uh, species completely. And so it lacks the tannins, but it it really gives a nice spice component. So mm. if you want a, a vibrant, fresh, white wine, acacia is a really good choice. Nice. See, I know things, Beth. I know. I know things. <laughs> I'm amazed every day. I drink wine and know and things. I, know. I just drink wine. You guys have been talking. I'm just sipping over here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, keep talking about so tell those us barrels. About the grain pattern you taste in that wine. Yeah, the grain pattern. Yeah. <laughs> I have to keep tasting. It's medium grain. Medium grain. It's medium grain. Yeah. Well, I find Cooperage fascinating because there's so many components to it. Given the grain, given, and then there's the whole toast level. You know, they toast the inside of the barrel to create different flavor profiles as well. And if you've ever been to a Cooperage, and for people listening, it's kind of like, you know, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. There's a lot going on, it's mm -hmm. very cool especially when they're toasting and, um, you know, pounding the staves and putting the, what do you call the? The hoops. The, the hoops. Yeah. I couldn't the hoops, think of that. Yeah. The hoops, yeah. So around here you see a lot of creative art with barrels, <laughs> barrel yeah, pieces and for sure. and stuff. And, you know, when I was coopering, I, I thought winemakers got to have all the fun, but listening to you talk about it right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> no, I think it's it's just such an interesting process and... Especially when you get into the nitty-gritty. I nitty think it's gritty. amazing. I yeah. mean, to watch a barrel being made is mind-blowing to me. I just cannot figure out how you can time everything so right and make that all work. Yeah. It, it's amazing. And when they're putting the hoops on, it's like an equal amount of pressure pounding all the way around in a like certain a amount of time. It's just <laughs> yeah, it really it's is. super cool. But now, do you still do cooperage while you make wine at Ron Rubin, or are you half and half? How does that work? No, I'm exclusively winemaking now. Mm -hmm. Um but I do. I over the years, I've I've done various woodworking. Uh, I have a, a shop at my at my house. Um, I would think, but since it's in your blood to that degree, you'd be making right. something out of wood on a yeah. regular basis. <laughs> yeah, for sure, woodworking, metalworking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely in in my realm of. Well, and it's so cool the family history of making the violins and making the clocks, and I mean that's gosh, what art. Right, and one of my most prized possessions is a, a violin that my grand, sure. my great grandfather built right. in oh, 1927. Wow. Um, it's locked in a safe, and yeah. I look at it quite often. Right. Inspiration. That's amazing. I'm sure when the barrels get delivered, they're worried to have you be checking them all out. <laughs> yeah. They don't get away with much, let me tell you. <laughs> you know what you're looking for.
the focus is pretty much Pinot Noir. Is that right? Or, you know, what is the whole portfolio that you have working on? Yeah. So we do a Russian River Pinot, but also a Russian River Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so the, and then we do a, an, an Oak Chardonnay as well. Uh, so we do two Chardonnays under the, the Ron Rubin label and, and one Pinot Noir. And um, those are our focus. Um, you know, we're, we're in the Russian River. We love the Russian River, but we're not, we're not afraid to explore and, and, mm-hmm. Because we we like innovation, so we like to explore and, and do things. Now, are your vineyards um, more than what's just around the winery? Because that doesn't look like enough for sure. your production. We work with uh, family-owned vineyards throughout the Russian River to mm-hmm. to source fruit. Yeah, I'm excited. I have a bottle of the Oak Chardonnay, which is generally the way that I tend to go that I like. Yeah. So I'm going to be having that later. Yeah, our, <laughs> our Pam's Oak Chardonnay. It's it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait. Exciting. <laughs> Uh, so, um, where do you like to go when you, because you live in, in Sebastopol, is that right? I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you have, me too. so does Marcy, when you have, uh, you know, friends that, that call you and want suggestions for, you know, where to go, whether it's wine tasting or just exploring, what are your favorite spots? Can't miss. I love the Sonoma County. I, I love to get outside, um, I don't get out and do a whole lot of wine tasting on the weekends, believe it or not. But some of my favorite spots are, um, you know, Iron Horse is really nice. Yeah. And, and we have so many in this area that you can hit one after the other. Mary Edwards uh, is a really great spot. Dutton Goldfields are a great spot. You got Furthermore Wines. Yeah, that's like basically a, that's like a nice neighborhood. Right on. <laughs> right, you, know, yeah. you go through you don't 116. Have to get off 116. Got, yeah, Russian River Vineyards yeah. is right there. And, and uh, Fred Schur, he's. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just went Marcy to a tasting. Uh, Fred was pouring at Region. Yeah. In Barlow. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm, and a, that's, I'm a big fan of Fred. He's, he's an yeah. amazing winemaker. He is. I tease him because you come past the beautiful Ron Rubin Winery. And when you approach there, it's just. A little barrel head, so right. sure, and there's weeds growing up because I, I so, like to keep a low profile. Low profile. Old warehouse. It's so funny, yeah. but yeah, yeah, beautiful wines. Yeah, he spent a lot of time at Daylinger. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So are you familiar with Region? That's where Marcy just went to. Have you been checked that out yet? I haven't no? checked it out, no, but that whole the whole Barlow area, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's happening down so there, yeah. Tell us about Region. Again. I want to hear about Region. I think we mentioned it once in a podcast, but you hadn't yeah. been yet. So okay. now that you've been. A couple of weeks ago or something. Yeah, so region is very interesting. It, it just specializes in the region of Sonoma County. And it has these tasting, self-serve, pneumatic, I don't know how it works, but it's all the, it's a bank of wines mm-hmm. on the wall. And you literally get a card and you tap it to, if you want a taste, mm-hmm. a glass, oh. or pour, you know, different levels right. of how much volume right. of each wine. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, hands-free. You just right. put your glass underneath and it pours it's so cool and so How modern yeah it's very modern <laughs> but the wines change and they feature different uh sonoma county wineries so when i went there i guess it was last week it was a tasting and a food pairing with from pascaline mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful we did a flight of pinots and a flight of zinfandel and it was great it was great <laughs> it sounds super cool so how many wines would typically be there 
10 there, lines there's or like 50 I oh, think. okay wow. yeah yeah it's it's huge it's all along the wall and um it's it, you just can't you know you can oh i want to try that i want to try this and it, it puts the price yeah above because i thought like, well, this is like gambling how do you know you go to check out and it's like <laughs> oh i just had like five thousand dollars worth of wine or whatever but <laughs> but it's uh it's really nice because it really gives you a way to acquaint yourself with a lot of different wines and is the wine then you can also buy it they have mm-hmm. inventory of it so you can buy what yep. you like so nice. there's inventory beautiful Open spot, outside seating, indoor seating, mm-hmm. and it's called Region nice. in the Barlow. Nice. So um, when, you, when you're, when you know, there as the winemaker, do you feel like you just have free reign to make the wines that you really love? Is Ron there a lot? to? Does he have, you know, style that he prefers or, you know, is it collaborative? Tell me how that really goes. Yeah, it's definitely a collaborative process. I think we just wanted to stay true to to whatever region we're we're sourcing the fruit from, and and Russian River, um, you know, it's all about balance and and just classic Russian River character. And you know, we like our fruit, we like our wines to be food driven, so moderate alcohols, good acidities. We don't go overboard on the oak, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you just <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> But it, Not that, wood. That yeah. goes that goes back to balance. Yeah, it goes back to balance, mm-hmm. and and so it it really is a collaboration, and and he is there uh, quite often. Um, he him and his wife come out and stay in Tiburon for uh, part of the year, mm-hmm. every year, and mm-hmm. so he'll be up at the winery a few few days a week, and um, you know it's just a lot of fun. It, I mean, he's so proud of the winery. I mean, and passionate about it. And yeah, yeah it is. He clearly it's, was a dream. It's contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. So this is a 2016? Uh, 18, 18. 2018. Mm-hmm. Well, you can tell this is quite age-worthy. Yeah. Um, you know, because it has that Let balance. Let me try again. <laughs> <laughs> She's drinking from the fountain of youth here. <laughs> get to spend time with Ron, you know, he really does inspire you to, to do your best. And, and we're, as a company, we're all about continuing education and, mm-hmm. and, and Kaizen, the continuous improvement. And he does give us some free reign to do some trials and, and we'll do some special small bottlings mm-hmm. uh, here and there. And I think that's so, what most winemakers really love when they can yeah, just make, you know, right. one barrel of something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we do have some free reign there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like our core program. So we got our styles dialed in and right. we know what our goals are, but it, mm-hmm. it's also important to to be able to be creative. Mm-hmm. What a fortunate place to work. Absolutely. It's so beautiful. So is the wine distributed pretty well across the U.S. or is it just certain markets or I hadn't gone on and looked at that yet? Yeah, I think uh, we're in certain states and, and if well, you wanted to, to get a throughout, throughout the U.S. Yeah. Um, and probably a fair number of restaurants and things. Yeah. So it's a combination of on-premise, off-premise. So um, when I was there last time, they were going to do appointment only maybe one afternoon a week or something. Yeah. You know, have they decided how that's going to work yet or is that still up in the air? It's still, at this point, uh, we're doing uh, one day a week. Yeah. And, and so we are doing some limited consumer tastings mm-hmm. right now. Um, we're going to get into harvest here pretty soon. So. Yeah, I'm just going to ask. I you know. Yeah. Kind of at them any moment or? Pretty soon, within a few weeks. Um, that's where my head's at right now is is just being out in the vineyards mm-hmm. and, and trying to map out um, how how things are going to work this year. I'm, I'm really excited about the potential quality f- for fruit this year. Right. I know there's certainly some challenges in the county with uh, water. Mm-hmm. And um, 
which will affect things to a certain degree. But this weather that we're having right now, it's just perfect uh, in terms of being moderate uh, to to cool in the afternoons mm-hmm. and, and cold nights. So that's the Russian River because I live in Cloverdale and it's just hot and then hot and then hotter and hotter and then hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just did a post. But the Russian River is dramatically different. I posted so different. on Instagram the other day. I live in Sebastopol like you. And it, I said, look at that diurnal swing. It was 100 degrees yep. and then it was 50 degrees. Yeah. And it was like, you don't get a 50-degree swing many places. And no. I said, it's good for the grapes. Yeah, <laughs> It is. And, and fortunately, those we've only had a few of those 100-degree days. Right. That's, right. that's it's rare. It's been like two, yeah, pretty, maybe. Yeah, that's, two. that's rare yeah. for Sebastopol. But for my friends around the country, I'm trying to say, see how yeah. this is why this is wine country. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, we quantify that in degree growing days, right? Right. Um, in the Russian River is we on average we have about 1400 degree growing days and that's oh. just how we measure how much heat we get uh-huh. and if you look at napa they're about 3200 and then if you look at burgundy they're about 1300 wow. so we're we're really close mm-hmm. to being um yeah. you know as cold as burgundy right although they got really cold this year didn't yeah they, they did <laughs> a little yeah. too cold a little too cold unfortunately yeah. Yeah. it's just you know for people uh, interested in the wines they need to just go on your website and Marcy has a hard time saying this, so I will say it. It's ronrubinwinery.com. <laughs> right. I have a hard time saying if I try to say www, too. So. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, we tried to record that the last time. It's like, okay, well, this is like a Roger Rabbit routine. We're going to have to start that over another day. <laughs> I had a hard time with my R's and my W's. But, yeah, the website is the best place. And Sure, yeah. And it, you are widely distributed. Yep, we are. And if you, if you wanted a... Uh, kind of a, a list of where you can get our wines, you can always call the winery and, and we ship direct too. Okay, so, uh, you know, one other thing that I wanted to mention is um, I get a lot of calls about uh, wine tasting today and what is the, you know, what is the protocol and what's happening. And honest to God, that's like a serious moving target at this point. But what I would say is this, we're just changing our website from where it said reservations required at all the wineries to reservations recommended. Because um, what's happening is wineries are doing, for the most part, I'd say 90% of our wineries are doing outdoor seated tastings. So they only have so many seats. And so once they're filled, they're filled. Um, But the wineries at this point are not full, particularly during the weekdays. So if you're coming on a Tuesday and you don't have a reservation, I would really recommend you give them a call that morning or even just stop by. If you're, you know, driving by a winery that you aren't familiar with and you think, oh, that looks cool, just go ask. If they have a seat, they'd love to have you do the tasting. Uh, I will say that the really well-known wineries on a Saturday are probably already filled with reservations for the next three or four weeks. I mean, the weekends are busy. But even on a Saturday at a lesser-known winery, (laughs) the odds are they're going to be able to seat you. So, um, you know, there's just no perfect answer for you, but be prepared. If you don't have a reservation and you pop in, they might not be able to help you. But, you know, give it a shot. Um, So isn't that great advice? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a roll of the dice Um, every day. Um, But I'm just hearing hearing from more and more wineries that they have plenty of space. And I think that initially they didn't have the staff and they were kind of, you know, in panic mode that if people start showing up, they're not going to be able to seat them. And they don't want to get off on the wrong foot and turn people away. So now, you know, it's just a balancing act. But um, And I think the takeaway is check 
the Wine Road website before mm-hmm. you go so you can be up to date what, you know, the latest protocols are. Yeah, because it changes every yeah, 30, so 40 minutes, I think. Right. So that's really, you know, <laughs> be forewarned and then yeah. be prepared. I have become the webmaster in the last 18 months. And I know that the <laughs> local wineries here would definitely appreciate the... Uh, Patriot, yeah, they definitely need some traffic. Yeah, 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 I'm definitely hearing from wineries that even on the weekends they have the space and they really need some people to pop in. So don't hesitate, it's still absolutely beautiful. Everybody's still being very safe. You're seated outdoors, you know, they're, um, you know, the tables are separated, you know, plenty of space. It's it's a great opportunity to get out there, enjoy some great wine. And you know, what this might do is the wineries that you really know, if they're full, you're going to find some others that maybe you don't know that you're going to fall in love with. That's right. I mean, that's really what Sonoma County is all about, really those small producers. Yeah. That... It's such a great time of year to come out. Right this is now. the prime time. Harvest being right around the corner. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really exciting. And that's you can the thing. feel Harvest, it in the air, you do. Too. Well, you just feel the energy. Right. I yeah. love it. Uh, when I, I My office is in Healdsburg, and when I go home to Cloverdale this time of year, I always take Dry Creek all the way out to Dutcher Creek Road instead of getting on the highway. So like, it's just cooler. There's just action. There's already right. action. <laughs> well, yeah. And then the smell in the air mm-hmm. when you go by wineries mm-hmm. and... Even yesterday, I was walking down the trail, and all the blackberries are in bloom. It just smells like pie. When yeah. you're walking around, it smells That's like pie on you the walk trail. walk it off so you can have some yeah. pie. It's, <laughs> I like it. It's like, wow, this is so cool. But, um, yeah, we live in a great place, and it's a great place to come check it out. So uh, do you have anything interesting to share, Marcy, in the way of a book or an item? I definitely have an item. Okay. Okay. So I'll just tell it you, is... sometimes the items are just... Very imaginative. This is this is not imaginative. This is the, oh, I'm, she's wearing. The I'm item. wearing the item. So this is the wine folly, chin chin. Nice. Little, and it's from Wine Folly. Isn't this adorable? It is adorable. I love Wine Folly. I love everything they do. I'm their biggest fan. They do so many, you know, cat. pictures and graphs, and that's yep. how I learn everything in life. But it's I thought great this was resource. They are super adorable, and they have all this merchandise now. All these. All this apparel, mm-hmm. like really cute, really fun, um, you know, wine related. But this I thought, oh, yes, the little cute, the little Italian Kit Kat, Kit Kat, chin chin. So that is my item of the day from Wine Folly. I'll put a link in the show notes about it. Sounds good. Um, I thought I would mention also um, that we are moving forward. We're boldly going where no one has gone. We're uh, going to be hosting the Wine and Food Affair this year, November 5th, 6th, and 7th. So November 5th will be just winemaker dinners, and the 6th and 7th will be, you know, a wine and food pairing weekend. And, um, and we're is, calling it Wine and Food Affair. Or we're calling it Wine and Food Affair Crush. It's more of a crush than wine than an affair. Um, so it is going to be different than what you've experienced in the past, because you will have to have reservations at each winery you visit. But it will be a really seamless, easy uh, process uh, done on Cellar Pass. You just plug in, uh, like you were going to dinner, you'd plug in, you're a party of two or a party of four, and all the tasting options will pop up with the times available for like that. Like open table. Like open table. You click on the wineries you want to see. So what we're doing is we're going to post the complete program so you can see what wineries will be serving and what they'll be offering for that weekend. It'll be online. Um, we're shooting for September 1st, and then we're going to leave that there for about a week so you have time to... Review the program, make a plan, and then tickets will go on sale about a week later. Uh, tickets will be $75 a day, and all the details are at wineroad.com. So that is the scoop. That's what I got. Um, 
I have one more thing that I'm going to throw in kind of quick, and that is that the Russian River wine growers are putting on this incredible Pale dinner on September 3rd. It's at Bricolore Vineyards from 5 until 9, and the dinner is going to feature 25 premier Russian River Valley wineries. So all of the details are at russianrivervalley.org slash events. And um, what they did was they offered listeners of this podcast to receive $25 off the cost of each ticket with the promo code WINEROAD. So to purchase your tickets, you visit Russian River Valley Wine Growers, find the ticket link on their Facebook page or on their Instagram feed, and the ticket price includes a reception, a seated dinner, and valley parking. Valley parking. They are getting pretty damn snazzy there, those restaurant wine growers. <laughs> those poly dinners are fun. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's a super cool deal. It's kind of short notice now, but uh, anyway, I think I'm going to be, be there awesome. porn, so come out and say Are you that. awesome? That's right. Yep. Well, there you well, go. Well, there you go. Get your tickets because you do not want to miss this wine. The... Are you going to be pouring Chardonnay and the Pinot? Most likely, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay. So Worth I'm... the price of admission right there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, I, you know, that's it. I think we just want to, um, again, thank uh, Ron Rubin Winery for their financial support, which is keeping us going. Um, I don't know if you even know that, Ed. There. Ron is sponsoring our podcast for the year. Oh, I, I do, mean, yeah. He really, yeah. you know, gives back to the community. And this was, I think he saw this as an opportunity for us to really highlight a lot of, of the small producers in the area. So yeah. I think, you know, I really appreciate that. That's what makes the winery so special is our commitment to the community and, and social responsibility. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And encouraging customers to go to it's your wonderful. website and check on those links. I think there's a link that just says community so you can see the different ways that the winery is involved. So I think that's that's it. Um, if you have any comments or questions or just kind words, email Beth at WineRoad.com. <laughs> Send the kind words. Send the kind words. <laughs> so we will put in the show notes the link to Ron Rubin Winery. We'll put the link to how to get your White and Folly t-shirt. Put a link to the Polly. We'll put a link to anything else we're going to link to. So just the Wine Road website. We're to, your first source for checking out where you're going to taste and what to do on the Wine Road. That's it. Thank you so much. It was great to Ed. have you here. It was really fun Thanks having you. you. And I just, uh, you know, Cooperage is kind of like, I think it's fascinating. And I'm so glad you did the segue to winemaking because you can taste it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun today. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being here. We'll see you on the wine road, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.